0: I hope you managed to have a generous and enjoyable Easter day last week. The chocolate was part of the menu for those who can, and all those others who can't, you had equally as rich delights. But it isn't over. Oh no, Easter never is. We are now in the season of Easter, a bundle of Sundays where we retell the stories of resurrection. It is one long season and we will find the Alleluias tucked away in a plethora of beach sides, Emmaus roads and upper rooms where we go today and meet that disciple so misfortunately named as the doubter. I'm Roddy Hamilton, the minister in new Patrick and in many ways Thomas has a home here as Thomas should in every faith community. Someone willing to ask the question that really is the elephant in the room. Someone willing to challenge and be challenged, to explore what is happening, and in doing so, finds a way forward. Let us pray. God in the question, in the adventure. God of the challenge, the wonder. May we grow a faith that at times unsettles us and at times comforts us. May we know a faith that at times breathes fresh air into us and at times the familiar reassurances. May we hold a faith that at times makes us stop and not accept and at times hold what is satisfying and painless. May we have a living faith that grows in relationship with you. A faith big enough to fall in and fall out and fall in again with you. A faith big enough to hear the questions asked of it to admit we can find no answer, and trust anyway to pursue the question, journey with the unknown, challenge the accepted, especially when the accepted no longer rings true and the world has changed and our understanding has grown. Loving God in all of faith, that dynamic relationship we have with you, may we find too a love that never changes, a love that is ever deep, a love that holds us through all things. And in such love, we pray, our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thomas, the great friend of the faithful, and of course, the Church has done him and each one of us a huge disservice by calling him the doubter, loading it with all the negative connotations we are familiar with. But we equally know doubt is evidence faith has a pulse, as the writer Rob Bell once said. Thomas is the first person the church has us meet the Sunday after resurrection. Here is the one in which new life begins, sooner than the others. Recognising a new reality. All that love and care and hope and generosity and grace is alive. But now in a new way of being in the world. And for Thomas, all of that begins when you challenge, question, wonder, and doubt.
1: John, chapter 20, verse 19 to 31. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name. Amen.
0: Thank goodness for Thomas. It's good to have a role model for a thinking, honest faith and I don't know about you, but there is almost a collective sigh of relief from so many people I know in the church that his resurrection experience is here so early in the story of Easter. It's quite a testament to the church for whom John, the, the gospel writer, created his gospel. Out of many resurrection stories that were around, this one is chosen to encourage them in their context, which will have been of isolation and fear of what was happening in the world 90 AD. Remember, these Gospels were not written for the sake of being written, but they were written by pulling together stories that spoke into the needs and context of a particular community. And John's found this story of the doubter a resurrection story that helped them where they were. It's not easy when everything is changing as it was for John's church. Those things you always thought secure had shifted. Sound familiar? And John's community finds this particular resurrection story valuable and helpful. But we have ruined it by calling Thomas the doubter. But remember when Jesus received news about Lazarus, his friend, that he had died? The disciples told Jesus not to go. All of them agreed, except one Thomas. Despite the authorities threatening all their lives, Thomas chose to return with Jesus, saying, Let us go and die with him if we must. Not generally the words of a doubter. So when Thomas hears he missed Jesus in the upper room the day of resurrection, Thomas's spirits must have sunk low. But remember, this is a resurrection story. So we might hear Thomas' words about not believing as words of heart and loss. Or they could be a natural reaction to a fear. That place you enter. When you fear everything you are familiar with, healing, renewal, kingdom of God, had just had their future destroyed. All that hope had been crushed in Jesus' death. But when Jesus appears again, despite what he says about touching the wounds, Thomas does not need to. In seeing Jesus, he discovered his relationship with Jesus was still as strong this side of resurrection. It's a story that spoke into John's faith community and as it did for them, so too for us. As faithful folk find their way through a world forever shaped by a pandemic, Thomas perhaps comes into his own, a rebranded saint, because surely we find in him the truth. Resurrection is a relationship restored. But more than that, resurrection is a relationship with the future. And it begins with Thomas challenging what was said. Thomas had to adjust. Thomas had to reimagine. Thomas had to let go a way of seeing and understanding the past and had to look again. The relationship is restored, but in a new context. Tombs, darkness, COVID-19 does not break that relationship. That's the experience of Thomas and why the Gospel of John's isolated church found this story so important to them. This is about a relationship restored and a future that is possible. Even when the evidence suggests otherwise, even when you experience something anyone would imagine would break the future forever, resurrection promises an invitation into that very future. A future that is not the same as the past. When the old constructs don't work anymore, as they didn't for Thomas, you have to reimagine. And doubt is the beginning of a faith that is alive and growing. This is Jesus resurrected, not the same old Jesus. And as the story encouraged followers in past times, it is a gift to the church now. Everything is changing The old familiar is gone. The new is possible. Thomas is encouraging us right now with the truth he discovered. Resurrection is a relationship. A relationship with the future. Since the recording of this service earlier in the week, we've sadly learned of the death of His Royal Highness, the Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. And so we pause here to acknowledge that, to pray for the Queen who has lost her husband and for the Royal family at this time. And as we gather them, We gather all people in our prayers for others now as we remember all those who have lost someone and trust in a love that does not let us go. Let us pray. Let us pray. God of this world, of all creation, of each one of us, of every faith and none, may we live into the renewal of life. Not preach our doctrines, but live the generosity of an unconditional, renewed love without using words. May we not preach resurrection, but live it in our communities. Reshape our politics towards the least. Make new priorities for healthy communities, encouraging and celebrating the sharing of that life Reimagining a future without gaps between us, without poverty, without nationalism, without fear of the other. May we live a resurrected life, endearing life to be shared, without individualism, without selfishness. And a creation that sings again having been restored, an environment loved, a way of living on the planet that is costed by generosity and not profit, costed by beauty and not ownership. And a resurrected life that recognises what people give, what has been essential, what has been costly, what has been humane. A resurrected life in our families, our neighbourhoods, in our parish that makes a place for the least. The ill, physically and mentally. The fearful and anxious. The grieving and lonely. In every way, may we celebrate resurrection in the way we live towards the future and each other. In your name. The name of love and grace, and peace. So be it. Amen. May we go now and follow the questions, challenge the accepted, and dare the future with a faith that is an adventure. In the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the commonwealth of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for the weekly invitation to be with you like this, and thanks to Gillian for reading today. We are online at the moment, as you all know. The sanctuary will be opening the beginning of May for a maximum of 50 people. You can find us at nkchurch.org.uk as always. Please do pick up your bulletin if you receive it by email or post or you can download it from the website as there is some important news about a decision on the old halls that we have to make as a congregation. Those who are formal members will be receiving letters about that in the next week. But for now, if you can join us online, please do. We hope there will be Always be a space for belonging there. And until next time, take care.